Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 94, Aunt Leora. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, we hear message number four from my grandmother. It comes from the summer of 1989 and is 45 seconds long. Let's listen. Oh, this is your grandmother calling from Florida, and she just wanted to know how you were getting along. And I thought maybe I'd get more some news about your mother through you, too. I guess you knew Aunt Leora was here for a week. One of her buildings out where she lived had a big fire, and she was pretty well tired out from trying to help other people. But I guess she's quite well, and I'm not too good, but I keep trying to go and do what I can. I hope you're getting along fine and working as much as you can so that you can be ready for fall, because fall is going to be here very shortly. I love you. Goodbye. The two aspects of my grandmother's personality that reveal themselves most, aspects also found in her previous messages, are first her genuine sweetness and second, her tendency toward anxiousness. It's touching how she says in a voice of resign, I'm not too good, but I keep trying to go and do what I can. What exactly is bringing her down? I can only guess that it has something to do with her health. In contrast, just before saying this, she notes Aunt Leora had just come to visit her and that despite being exhausted from helping her neighbors recover from a fire, she was quite well. This line summarizes perfectly the contrast between the image I have of my grandmother and that of her younger sister, my great Aunt Leora. Aunt Leora always impressed me as a strong, confident, professional woman. She was also adventurous, traveling the world solo after retiring as a professor of home economics. Her career began back in the 1940s after receiving a bachelor's and master's degree from Michigan State College of Agriculture and Applied Science now Michigan State University. In Midland, Michigan, she worked in the test kitchens of Dow Chemical, helping to develop and improve saran wrap, which first emerged on supermarket shelves in the 1950s. She was hired by the University of Nebraska in 1958 and became very active in professional organizations. In 1971, the Nebraska Home Economics Association elected her president, and four years later, she became president of the National Home Economics Education Association. The teaching of home economics has long been criticized for reaffirming women's subordinate role as homemaker. In 1972, Feminist activist Robin Morgan spoke at the American Home Economics Association convention and declared, I am here addressing the enemy. She went on to call for Home Ec to be removed from secondary schools 
because it made girls into a limp, gibbering mass of jelly waiting for marriage. I wonder what Aunt Leora, who was likely in the audience, thought at the time. What strikes me is that the organization invited Morgan to speak in the first place. It reveals a type of double bind that home economics professionals faced. On the one hand, while most of academia was unwelcoming to women through much of the 20th century, home economics created a space where female scholars could show their value. On the other hand, precisely because of the field's association with so-called women's work, it always struggled for respectability. As historian Sarah Stage puts it, in an effort to expand women's opportunity and gain some measure of gender equity, home economists proved willing to trade on traditional views of women's place. My great-aunt Leora embodied this tension. She never married, but was honored by the future homemakers of America in 1973. Attempting to reshape its image, the American Home Economics Association changed its name to the American Association of Family and Consumer Sciences in 1994. Despite this, as opportunities opened up for women in other fields, membership in the organization declined dramatically from over 50,000 in the mid-70s to about 4,500 in 2013. While the discipline may be fading from universities, in contemporary media, improving domestic life is hugely popular, from Marie Kondo's decluttering method to the countless cooking shows and do-it-yourself YouTube channels. No doubt, there's still a long way to go in elevating the value of these traditionally gendered skills. Recent research has shown that women who work outside the home still continue to perform most of the domestic chores, and these unequal burdens have only increased with many children staying home during the pandemic. Returning to the message... My grandmother mentions Aunt Leora helping her neighbors after a fire. This fire would have taken place in Redlands, California, where Aunt Leora had moved after retirement. The license plate on her Oldsmobile Cutlass read Minica, which stood for the three states she had lived in, Michigan, Nebraska, and California. Finally, Grandma says she hopes that I am working as much as I can to be ready for the fall. She is referring to the fact that I will begin my master's program at the University of Chicago. Thus, this provides a time marker we are now likely in August of 1989. All right, that's it for this week. If you would like to participate in this podcast, or have comments, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.